back here with Guy Hayward, finisher of the Marathon de Sable. Right. I think of hi Guy. Um, so we're going to talk about the the race itself, Guy. Um, and hopefully share your experiences with anybody who's thinking about doing this and, 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 you know, try and give some insight into what it's, what it was like. And for anybody who's not thinking about doing it, maybe this will, you know, at least give you some insight into what it's like. Um, I certainly fit into that category of somebody who's not thinking of doing it. Um, so guy talk us through day one of running. Day one's slightly different to the other days, Paul, because it was just this wonderful excitement of going yes i'm doing the mds um um the energy at the start line was just i mean look at the look at the videos i recorded it was amazing you know goosebumps you know then you go off to highway to hell and that was just you know it's just a great tune to run to um and then you find yourself in a world of running 35ks and 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 you're running over sand, dried riverbeds, sand dunes, and you realise, okay, <laughs> I've now I now have you know, two hundred and twenty k's more of this and various different disguises to come, and that's your day one. Um, you finish day one, and I think everybody, Paul, um, apart from I, 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 I ran out of water on day one, but most people finished day one thinking geez that was hard but that was that was kind of doable i think that's where i think that's where you are i think we had 40 people who didn't finish on day one who pulled out but broadly speaking you're thinking i can have done it that was okay okay but but for 40 40 people pulling out and these are 40 people who are you know prepared tough people uh yeah and so you know you're seeing these people pull out this is did I mean? What about did any of the guys in your tent pull out? I, I think I think pull out has a negative connotation, actually. Um, which so it's maybe it's not the right. I, I've used the wrong wrong phrase there. We started with seven in our tent pool. We finished with four. But the three people who didn't finish, if you look, yeah, there's there's valid. You know, yeah, one had hypothermia. Um. um, um um, one just wasn't eating. One, I think I mentioned earlier, was just as most horrendous blisters. All valid reasons for not finishing. But the, but we but we pulled, we we we, you know, we did the thirty fifth MDS, and it was the hottest one on record. Yeah, you know, we we had a heat wave in the Sahara, which doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but 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 guy, um, so you just said something really interesting there. Somebody had hypothermia, you know. It, in the desert you'd expect you know you'd expect dehydration but hypothermia well it's not hyperthermia it's hypothermia okay okay um, what's the difference i know you, you can, i'll have to google it now paul um okay uh, what is hypothermia um here we go paul what's the actual definition of high hypothermia um yeah, it's it's caused by excess heat and your body starts shivering, you feel cold, you get confused. You only need to be treated quickly, and it's caught. It's caught. caused by heat. Okay. All right. Okay. And we all, to, well, I certainly did to a certain extent. You feel that some evenings when you're lying in your bed, 
it's not really a bed it's you're lying on you know stones but um and you you are you are shivering but not because it's cold okay so you've run a marathon 35 kilometers yeah you're lying on a load of stones shivering yeah and you get up on day two and you got another marathon yes and that's yeah, that's when it's that's when the realization here we go again starts um our day two paul was 13 consecutive kilometers of sand dunes when i say sand dunes you, know, you are talking um it's like it's like a, it's like a mountain range you're going up and down it just saps to completely saps your energy and and the heat from that sand is just remarkable and that's sadly what that's the day there was a fatality on 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 that particular day which is very sad but it but it but day two was tough because it was just this relentless and then you come off the sand dunes and you're still on sand it just but it's just flat sand and it's equally as knackering so it's a tough day, really so, tough day. So, so Di, I, I've, I'm told that these sand dunes are some of them the height of multi-storey buildings. Oh yeah, easily. Yeah, easily. If not, if yeah, easily, Paul. They're enormous. Uh, and and, and what, sometimes what you're using ropes to have to get up them. There are there are occasions. There is one occasion where you have to use a rope to physically pull yourself up. But you, when you're looking in the distance, Paul, you are seeing the very very top. But to get to that very top, you're going up and down, up and down. But they are enormous, yeah. Okay, and your feet are sinking in the sand. Feet sinking in the sand. Your calves are burning. Your quads are burning. Your your heavy breathing. You're drinking your water, but you're sipping your water, not necking it. Um, it's brutal, properly brutal, Paul. Okay, you come because down off the sand because Paul, it's and again, someone listening, it's because it's relentless. Okay, and in your head as you're going over the sand dunes? Um, I think I've shared this before, Paul. They, that would have been one of the moments where I was in a. You're thinking I can't, you know, this this is this is impossible. I can't keep doing this. But then you go, actually, I'm going to walk to that next sand dune. Then I'm going to walk to that next one. Then I'm going to walk to that next one. Then, so by this stage, you're not running. You're walking. You can't run. It's impossible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but you're but you're, but you're in effect. but you're but you're not walking with your shoulders down like this you know you're you're stop walking you're walking you're still walking as quickly as you physically can do you have poles i didn't have poles um some people in my tent did and others obviously did they would say to you that they found the poles really useful on the sand dunes so you come off the sand and then you've got another what 10 15 k's to go in yeah, on roughly. sand yeah okay all right i mean but you must have been yeah already completely shattered you having are. come off the sand sand dunes yeah you are but right. yeah, yeah you are what's making you go i came here to finish um i've trained in at times I haven't wanted to train, I felt uncomfortable. You're here for a reason. And the end goal is to finish the MDS. 
and you've got 10 kilometers to go, then I can have, then I've got my bivouac, then I've got some food, then I've got some rest. Yeah, I get, no, I do get it, guy. I do get it. Um, and, uh, and then you're back in your bivouac. Yep. You've made yourself something to eat. You have to cook for yourself. You do, yes. But you say cook for yourself again. Um, you ending up not you end up not cooking your water. You just put cold water because the water's so warm anyway because of the sun. It's like having lukewarm food. But day two, Paul, was the day I stopped eating. So now you've stopped eating, okay? And you've presumably got some blisters developing by now. Um, yes, some blisters. Yes, some blisters. Yeah. So your feet are beginning to hurt by now. Yeah. A lot. Again, for me, yes, they did. And you go to sleep again on a mat, on a line of stones, on a bag of stones. You do. And again, I will speak on behalf of everybody in my tent. You do go to sleep, but you don't. But you're not sleeping from the sun. The sun drops very quickly. By say six, six fifteen. By eight o'clock, everybody's kind of stopped talking and are in the sleeping bag, and you wake up again the following morning at half five. But in that eight to half five, Paul, there's no there's no consistent length of sleeping. You're in you're you're in and out of sleep all of the time. And you finally come round the following morning from whatever sleep you've managed to get, and you have to get up and go again. Yeah, the Sherpas take your tent down when you're laying in your sleeping bag and you think, right, in two hours I've got to go again. And it's hard. It's hard thinking. Day three was was my hardest day because I, I knew I hadn't eaten for the whole day by that point. Um, you start, I got to checkpoint one, I, and I got to checkpoint two and I slept for about 20 minutes at checkpoint two because I just felt exhausted. Um, um, and that was a, and that post that 20 minutes, I was good. Yeah. And you, you get it, you get it up on day three, um, already shattered, but actually you've still got five marathons in front of you. Yeah. That was my, um, when I say wobble, I, I, I took my, um, but Paul basically at, at night time, night time, I don't know, six o'clock in the evening, roughly. They walk the um, the MDS staff walk around and hand you out any emails you've been sent, which is amazing. So again, I, I you know, uh, if you're thinking of doing it and you do go, get your friends to send you emails. It's just a, it's a um, and that's when I had one of my wobbles. I just got a couple of quotes through actually from my son, one from uh, Michael Jordan. I thought I can't cope with this. The boys in the tent can't see me crying. <laughs> so, so I just stood up and I walked away from the tent. And my, um, my my wobble was, goodness gracious, it's the end of day three. I now haven't eaten for two days. Tomorrow I've got to run a double marathon. So that was day three, the double marathon. Day four was a double marathon. The end of day three, I was thinking, now I've got to run. Okay. Yeah. Double marathon with nothing inside, with no nutrition. Yeah. And this is when you're looking at the emails. Yeah. 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 Okay. And what was the quote that your son sent you? Um, what's the quote? 
you should have asked that pre-prep for this and I could have got it out to you. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's in, as you can see, you can't, the audience can't see Paul, but you can see these pages of emails I've got. Yeah. I'll find, I'll, I'll um, never say, uh, never say never because limits like fears are often just illusions. Okay. That's Michael Jordan. Never say never because limits like fears are often just illusions. <laughs> what, 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 now I think of it, one of my favorites, but then I did, I, the, you know, I think I sent you a couple of messages, but I didn't think of this. One of my favorite quotes is, um, uh, believe it or not, Captain J, uh, uh, Captain Jean-Luc Picard from, uh, from um, the Starship Enterprise, who said, everything's impossible until it's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so now you're you're shattered. Your toenails are hanging off. Your feet are being dressed for blisters. Um, you haven't eaten. Yeah. You're vomiting. Yeah. Uh, everything's everything's coming out of you. Yeah. To put too fine a point of it, and you're faced with a double marathon in yeah. the Sahara desert in 50 degrees of heat. Yes. How's that feel? <laughs> Utterly horrendous. Um, interesting though, but the, the double marathon was, was bizarrely poor with my strongest day. Um, and then you're now going to ask me why, um, uh, I, I, I just told myself on that day that I had any opportunity, and again, maybe people listening, for me, it was any, any opportunity where I could run was to run. So I would run on any decline, any significant incline, I would speed walk. I didn't want to set my energy. Any heavy sand dune, I would speed walk, not try to run. But, but, Quite a lot of time, Paul, you, you are running on sand because of the wind gives it a hard surface, which if you ran on top of it, it's not quite running on tarmac, but it gives you, it, it, it certainly doesn't sap your energy. So what I learned quite quickly was don't run through people's footsteps because it, the sand's already broken. So just always try and run on fresh untouched sand because it, it, it helped you but it was yeah it was, but it was although that day. had a distance because you couldn't run in a straight you know you were adding distance all the time because you you, you had to yeah, sort not, of, kind of not massive, around. yeah not you're, right. not you're not diverting by about a mile so it's not it doesn't have masses on but it, it certainly helps but it was that hard, hard day paul very hard uh, day day four and I, and I know from i know from sasha that you um you you're on that day your your you head torch failed um you were climbing and running over ridges um, and you were relying on the light of your mobile phone to find your way. Yeah, horrendous. And having no food. Scared? I'm only, I'm only saying that because, again, anybody listening is thinking of doing it. It is likely you will be running at some point, having not eaten, and your starting point is in your head thinking, how can I now go and run this far if I haven't eaten? My message is your body, and how it does it, accepts the fact you've got no nutrition inside you, and it goes. 
Were you scared? No, I don't think that would be a word I'd use on any on on on. No, it's not a word I'd use at any stage, actually, Paul. It was, it was a little disconcerting on a double marathon day when I was running in the dark on my own, thinking, my God, what's around me? But no, you're never not scared. So um, you you finally get back to the bivouac with 80Ks, something like that, 84. under your belt, 84Ks behind you. I, I cannot begin to imagine the exhaustion um, or the dis, or the discomfort but you've got one more marathon to come. <laughs> you've got one more marathon to you've come. You've got one more marathon to come. That 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 must be almost joyful at that stage. It's it poor you in your head you think, Oh my god, I've got a marathon. But you know, and to a person I spoke to, the moment you finish that double marathon day. You know you're going to complete the MDS. You know you're going to do it. And so the final day, albeit the first 10k, I struggled because I was just hungry. But but it is the last 30k of that marathon. I you know did a good marathon pace running. Um, and it's just a it's just a how do I describe just a glorious experience knowing. Although I've still got three, four hours to run, I'm going to finish the MDS. It's amazing, properly amazing. Cool. Uh, uh, and just and, ju- and you, you you cross the finish line, and um, presumably after lots of celebrations, you're ending up back in your bivouac, there with your thoughts. It's, it's not a lot. Pause. It's not a lot of celebrations, actually. Strange one um you feel elated you feel emotional but then you go and lie down because you know the following day you've then got to do a charity run of eight kilometers and which finished. probably seems like not very much no and that's a fun day because you're just walking and talking actually you're not really running but but that following morning you wake up knowing that for the rest of your life you will wake up every morning knowing that you did it yeah and you said that to me before and paul you are so spot on i can wake up in the morning and anybody anybody else can who then is thinking about doing it and then completes it you can wake up and say i completed the mouth and the sub yeah yeah feels good (laughs) yeah huge absolutely absolutely huge guy thank you